You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello, everyone, and welcome to a spooky, spectacular Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Well, happy Monday. Spooky season, eh? Yeah, we're getting into the Halloween holiday, I guess, oh or whatever. It's I guess all sneaking it's... up on me. I mean, there's not much time left. By next week, it'll be November, so, you know. Oh, my gosh, just... yeah. We're just going to eat it up right now. This is our Halloween episode, sort of, I guess. I guess. <laughs> so the entire show should like, talk like this. I mean, no. No? Okay. <laughs> I thought I'd try. I mean, if you saw, I gave it a thought. I mm-hmm. did give it a thought. I was running it through my head. Because I'd be like, oh, Lesia, tell me the news. <laughs> or oh, I could that's just. That's scary, though. Take it another direction and just be like, you can be like, hey, Stephen, what do you think about uh, Activision Blizzard? That's a proper response, regardless. Yeah. It works. Whether it's spooky season or not. But hey, um, people, siblings, if you didn't already, if you didn't wish Lacey Uh, Finley a happy birthday over the weekend, how dare you? What are you doing? What's wrong with you people? Love me. I I sent out the Twitter call to action. Yes. And all I I wanted you you to do is just say happy birthday. Yeah. Do you feel feel, uh, any different? (laughs) I never do. I just, yeah. When I look in the mirror, I go, "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. But (laughs) like in here, no, not so much. And I feel like that's always the case. I feel, drug along for the ride. Yeah. I think there was a, a moment in time, I couldn't tell you when, but it was just like, you know what? It's just, I look, used to look forward to birthdays, and it's not like I can't enjoy my birthday. It's just mm-hmm. the big deal of it all. Yeah. It's just like, eh, I yeah. don't care. Yeah. <coughs> we didn't you know. do much, and that was fine, and mm-hmm. um, pretty much on par with the rest of my days. So, The way I look at it, if you just leave me alone on my birthday, I'm good. I mean, yeah. the birthday wishes and all. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. But mm-hmm. as long as I can just have a good day, I don't care what I'm doing. As long as it's fun, I'm good. Yep. I'm golden. It doesn't have to be any big shindig or whatever. And we had so much like junk food already from what, like, because the hub's birthday is very close to mine. We're only like four days apart. Mm-hmm. So when it starts coming in from especially like his family, it just like keeps coming in. I feel like all month long. So we got like cookies and then I made him a cheesecake and then I had mm-hmm. made cookies like earlier in the week just cause I didn't, I didn't know that they would just be sending more stuff. So we're like getting so fat this week. <laughs> I just keep yeah. eating them. It's hard. I just keep eating them. Yeah. It's Dang really it. hard because. Send to be junk food. <laughs> like anytime. I don't move people. <laughs> this is dangerous territory. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's the biggest problem is not being active, and right? you got to find a way to be active. But all that—it's so good, you know. And like it's just I've right there. I've had to train myself because at work, <laughs> and I've been doing very, very good. And I don't—I think I've got it to where I've, I've broken myself. But at work, they have this container of candy sitting next to me. Now I'm very specific about my candies. I'm not—I don't really care for like. Tootsie Rolls and, and okay. you know, uh, yeah. Laffy Taffies and... Stuff that really sticks to your teeth. Yeah, or just yeah. hard candies even, you know, like the fruity hard candies, Smarties, stuff like that. I just, I, I'm, it, that's easy enough to avoid. But then mm-hmm. right next to that jar is a bigger container full of chocolate, like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups mm, and Snickers yeah. and Twix and Baby Ruth's and you're like, God, ah, mm. It's so easy just to grab one on your way to something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're yeah. just like, oh, one, one's not going to hurt me. One's not going to yeah. hurt me. And I've got, I've, I'm doing so well. I can sit there. It used to be, screw it. I'm taking a piece of candy. I don't give a damn. I, I just, I've earned this today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm, I'm, I can look at it and I'm not tempted. Well, that's yeah, good. I don't know where I got into like the right headspace for that, but yeah, trust me, it's just you want it. It's so good. And, and the fact that like I probably should throw a vegetable in the mix, mm-hmm. maybe for the week. I don't know. Yeah, it's not it good, hurt. Mm-hmm. but it's delicious, and so yeah. I keep eating it. And sometimes, so, and that's why I give myself a little bit of a leeway. You know, if I can hold off. For like one day, so I'll pick one day, whether Friday or Saturday, just something like that. This will be the day if I wanted to, you know, do something. If if mm-hmm. the craving is hitting me hard enough, then I'll give myself a, a little something. Don't overdo it. Yeah, yeah. She's like, look, you did good. You held your own. Here's here's a nice little something. And if I can find a way to make it healthy, good. Oh, good, good for you. I don't I don't look for ways to make it healthy. I'm just like mm, time to eat, and mm-hmm. I I take it. Nom. Oh, my, oh, I didn't even tell you that. My daughter, she made, she came over Friday and yeah, we're getting off topic. Just chill yeah, out. Like we, and we even said, we're going to focus today. <laughs> no, she came over uh, Friday night and made homemade General So's chicken. <gasps> oh, oh, it was so good. So good. You know, and yeah. she was even worried. There was like, I don't know what happened in the kitchen. <laughs> she was just like, she's like, it's ruined. It's ruined. It's all ruined. I just it like, it was like, no, no, no. Hang on. I said, just wait a second. And I said, let me, let me try it. And I'm trying it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is amazing. It's delicious. Yes. I was like, I, I wanted so much of it. And I was like, no, I've got to, I got to watch how I'm doing this. But at but least it was there's so like chicken good. and some little veggies and stuff in with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the sauce maybe, but who, but, but. But hey, that was my day. That was yeah. the day I was like, no, I know she, I knew she was coming over. I knew what she was going to be making, so I just like I prepare for it. Saved it, yeah. And that's how I did it. I think it through. Yep. And speaking of that, did have you watched Halloween Kills? No. Okay, no. so I don't. No. I know that's not. No, 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 no. Because obviously it's in theaters, but it's also on Peacock, and uh, asking you to pay. To watch it on Peacock is ten bucks, five bucks. I'm sure bucks, it'll be maybe. on Red soon, right? Maybe ish. I mean, I think for the most part, you you have to pay five dollars. I think that'll get you the premium tier. And I wasn't paying for it initially, mm. but I thought for this 
to avoid going to the theater, I'll go do it. Okay. Now, the movie is getting a lot of flack uh, from critics, yet audience members seem like mm-hmm. they're okay with it. And I don't really know what they were um, upset about or like... I, what... I feel like I can't relate to a lot of things people are upset about these days. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I just... I I had (laughs) now granted I would say that my expectations were a little high and that's also worrisome when that happens because sometimes if it doesn't meet some expectation I've set in my head which I don't know what I was expecting with a Halloween movie but I I don't like getting myself you know mentally worked up for a movie like oh my god this could be so amazing because it could not be amazing right yeah (laughs) see Batman and Robin and how disappointed I was walking out of that piece of oh shit. Oh my gosh. We fell anyway, I, like, we watched it two weeks ago when it came out, and we watched it again Friday night, um, because my daughter was supposed to come over that Friday night, and it didn't happen, so we just saved it again. But I still wanted to watch it, so I watched it once, thought about it the entire week, watched it again. One criticism I remember reading is it said it didn't move the the story forward but I, I don't know to what degree they were expecting it to be set forward like what like what progression are you looking for because to me they said okay um we're going to clear the weeds a little bit mm-hmm. you know here's here's what you think you know and then we're going to do all this and be like this is what it actually is to kind of give you perspective and I okay. felt like they did. They told a great story for what they were trying to do. Because mm-hmm. where the first is about, uh, I guess, dealing with trauma and mm-hmm. PTSD after an event such as what happened. Right. This is about the mob mentality. And, you know, we've kind of seen that in recent years. Years, yeah. And what that does to people. So you get it in your head. You get these these chants, these, these, this mentality uh, going forward and what that does to a town who's terrified so mm-hmm. you're you're building this cult I, I mean i don't want to call them a cult you're building a mob sure. on fear mm-hmm. and i feel like it was a very telling maybe story it just hit too close to home for people i don't maybe, know maybe maybe but i don't like i don't want to spoil anything about it but i just i really enjoyed it and even how they ended the movie, which I think is the biggest surprise twist that everybody would talk about or don't. That's the one thing you want to avoid if you want to watch this movie. Don't dig into the ending. Mm-hmm. Because to me, I was curious, like, oh, man. And I thought about it, like, for a day and then getting to the next day. And then it's like a light switch came on. And I was like, that's what they're doing. Like, how you're setting up these movies. Like, what is it supposed to be? Well, given the events that transpire in that movie, sets up the next movie as something we haven't seen before. And I got it. And I was like, oh my God, there it is. I see it. I see what they're doing. Like, what was the base premise that they said, what is this going to be about? Like, when Mm -hmm. you say Halloween 2018, what is that? PTSD. What is... uh, Halloween kills about uh mob mentality. Well, okay, well, what's this one about? I don't want to say it because right. that might spoil something. Be but a spoiler. I think I think I figured it out, so ah. I was excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Hmm. Yeah. If it we'll ever see. comes to rent on just like a regular thing, then mm-hmm. sure. I'm not collecting any more services. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is now. 
Yeah, it'll it'll come out eventually. Like I said, if um if if you can get Peacock, you can download it. It is free. But well, I mean, I do. But they put like the other stuff behind a paywall, and I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I see what you're doing, and I get why you're doing it, but none of it's interesting enough for me at the moment to do mm. that when I already have all these other ones. That's true. That's true. I cut the cord for a reason, and then I refuse to build it back up to. Well, I say cut the cord. I don't know that I legit ever had cable. You you know you you kind of did away with things, and you're just like eh, adopting yeah. these more traditional. They're not traditional. They're uh, modern. That's modern, what I. That's, like like these kids these days. Eventually, it will be traditional. You watch and see what would be what would go beyond streaming. Oh yeah. Dreaming, <gasps> dream streaming. Uh, me, yeah. Making these you watch goggles. TV in your head. We're all done here. It's close. Excuse me, I've got to get eight hours of sleep tonight. I got to binge watch uh, The Handmaid's Tale right? or something. Just have it put it directly into your psyche now when you're sleeping. Yep. Wow. I mean, it's a time saver. Hey, why not? You can binge so much TV while you sleep. Right. You wake up and going, I'm so fucking tired. And you were entertained all night long while you were resting. I mm-hmm. mean, this actually doesn't sound like a bad idea, personally. I mean, think about it. Think about how many shows you could binge. Uh-huh. A night. Like, if, if you're lucky enough to be the person who gets an eight-hour eight hour evening. But still, mm-hmm. even if you're like four or five. Yeah. I mean, you, you got... Get a few a little bit out of the way. Yeah. That's right. Something to think about. Food for thought. Why not? Humans, we like to make everything easier for ourselves, so we have to put in less effort. <laughs> so, there you go. I don't even want to be awake to watch my TV. <laughs> God. I can't believe it. We still have to be awake. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Hey, what you been playing? So, what did I play this week? So, for some reason, I decided I wanted to play Do Not Feed the Monkeys again. Uh, okay. I saw that there was a bunch of... Uh, stories that i hadn't got and so i actually had to just keep restarting it because i'm like damn it i think the rng just keeps those certain stories from like populating as frequently so like just looking at my achievements list just to get an idea like how many different stories that i might have missed ish you know because there's a couple of scenes you can play out a different way um yeah, I just have to keep reloading it. But what's sad is like once you get to the last few days, like then the new ones might pop up and you're like, well, I don't have really enough time to finish them because some of them, if you get it right before the 25th day, you're not going to have time to do anything with that scene. So, uh, but I did find a couple of new ones, finally played it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I just bribed an old grandma, wanted a cut of her philanthropy business i just went all evil i wanted to see if i could collect all of the bad things i i blackmailed everyone i could i i took every gift i could (laughs) (laughs) it it was interesting it was interesting it is just such an interesting little game i don't know how i got so addicted to it but uh i might be about done with that now again okay it doesn't take long to go through it because you can click through if you've seen the ones that you already know how to play or whatever. So you can try to hurry up and get the next scenario. So um, I was reading one that I'm like, I don't know that I've seen it all, which is interesting as many times as I've restarted it. So I don't know. RNG gods. Looks like I need one more scene to like populate at some point here mm-hmm. <laughs> for me to have seen the whole game. Um, and still working on Asane's story on Scarlet Nexus. I, I got to be so close. 
Mm-hmm. I just, I have to be. I feel like I'm in the last throws here of the, of the combat for her storyline before I move on to the next one. Uh, nothing, nothing new really to say about that. Nah. You guys have heard my complaints and I haven't had any other new ones since that stupid bridge. Since that stupid ass Stupid bridge. bridge. Get rid of the bridge and then we're good. Anyway, and that's it. Okay. That's it. Yeah. How about you? Well, let's see. Um, I have been continuing. I don't want to say slowly on Metroid Dread, but... Uh, I thought you were, like, done, actually. No. No, I wish I was. Like, I was getting there. And then I, I continue to run into bosses that frustrate me. Because bosses in this game are the... The thing that they put a lot of the challenge into, mm-hmm. and I know there's a pattern. I know there's a pattern. I, I've got to follow it. If I could just get it in my head and not get upset. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the problem. When I die, and I die again, and I die again, and I die again, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And as I'm dying, I'm learning the patterns. I'm learning what I need to do. And eventually I will get there. Mm-hmm. But... It's all those game over, game over, game over. That you're just you have like, to watch like a long cutscene again. Luckily, you can skip it. Okay, good. Yeah, but it's it's just so frustrating. I will never understand why games even decide that that's an okay choice, just to make you have to rewatch an entire cutscene. Or just yeah. always, we're it's twenty twenty one. Always well, just respawn us back. <laughs> yeah, why? why are we? I mean, the whole thing where they restart you after, mm-hmm. like, if you die in a boss fight, you're right outside the door. Why not just? It's- Restart me in the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Just cut all this nonsense out. But But I'm getting. I agree. It's nonsense. (laughs) I'm getting some. Like, I'm I'm nearing the end. I know I'm like well over eight hours, and I think that was like the estimated play time for the game. Of course, I do. I'm looking for all the missiles and energy tanks and stuff like that. And the only reason, like, I could give a damn about some missiles, even though I'm sure. Uh, collecting 100% is tied to a secret ending, as it always is. Mm. And I came across one item last night that I just, I'm I'm not, I'm, I, I can't do it. There's no way what? I'm going to be able to do it. Because I just, I, I guess I'm just not fast enough. You know, my oh. dexterity is just not what it is. Because here's what you have to do. You have to, you have a speed move, okay? That requires you to have a long stretch of running space to supercharge and that'll put you into super fast mode or you can duck down and that'll kind of uh save what they call a shine spark which allows you to boost in one direction super fast okay and then there'll be these wall uh blocks that have like a little arrow on them like a speed arrow and that's what you got to use that for to break through okay So to do this, from what I've seen, because I was like, I don't, I have no idea what the hell to do here because this is ridiculous. I have to run out a very small panel to hopefully get a charge by the edge of this platform, Mm -hmm. charge it, get my shine spark, run down this platform underneath this wall, then use that shine spark to go up a diagonal platform to my left. Mm-hmm. As I use it, I have to press down to recharge immediately 
to get another shine spark, uh-huh. go forward, do it again, use my shine spark, press down a third time to get another, go up another diagonal platform, then come down, making sure I still have the shine spark. So one false move, and I'm going to lose that shine spark, and I cannot get forward where this thing is because it's between, like, a cliff and a wall, and there's no way you can run. So you have to keep that charge as you're moving. I'm not fast (laughs) enough. I think you could get it, but it sounds frustrating AF. Yeah. (laughs) There's no room to charge this. Like, it's the fact that the even the primary panel that they're saying, we'll just run here and charge it. And it's like, yeah, but you're giving me, like, no room. Yeah. Like, as soon as I hit that plat, the, the edge of that platform, I, I've i got to hit down. got to be down. precise. Yeah. And, and I even forget how to, to store the damn thing or I'll use it before I get. Accidentally like, hit the button is what yeah. I would do. I'd be like, damn it. <laughs> now it's gone. <laughs> Because you just have to hold and press in the direction, and then there you go. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. I, I gave up I on that one, will. and and I'll get to the end. I'm nearing the end. I've gotten so many of the. Uh, there's maybe like one item, like weapon or suit upgrade or whatever you want to call them, that I don't have that I know I need to get, and I can't think of any others that I would need. Because there's like a super bomb or a cross bomb, I think is what they call them. And uh-huh. I've yet to come across that. Okay. So as soon as I get that, even though I've collected some upgrades for it, I've not come across the actual weapon to activate so I can have it. And I would love for it to be uh, helping me to get some of these other things, but clearly not. That's not going to happen. Because I gotta make you go back after an upgrade if it's like one of those kinds of games or something. I'm not as spry as I used to be. This is not. <laughs> I can't do that. But I feel yeah. Despite that, uh, I did also finish up Act Razor, or I guess finish oh, up yeah. enough because Calliope was playing uh, the Switch. She's been tr- she's been screwing me, my games up. She'll mm. come out and she'll just pick up the Switch as I'm sitting there playing. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, what? I want to play. And I was like, I'm playing. And she's like, like oh. literally in the middle, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> like I was in the middle of a boss fight and she just picks it up. Just and takes I'm like, it ah! right out of the dock. Yeah. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> so, but the other day she was playing it and I was like, all right, well, I don't want to interrupt her play. So I went back to Act Razor and I was pretty much at the end of that. There was maybe like a few more uh, raids that I had to go through. And then I got the actual credits and. I guess I could continue playing. Oh, uh, I just I don't plus mode or something. Well, they there's like a handful of trophies if I was committed enough, and I just I don't, I don't really know if I'm that committed because I like I like everything happening before my credits. If I can't do it before sure. my credits, then I, I just I don't really care to do it. Yeah, and um, all the uh, what do you call them? Your champions that you collect throughout each village, you have to get them up to level 20. And um, they're all sitting at 12 right about now. And I just, that requires (laughs) settlement raids and all this other stuff. And then just doing this constant on and on and on. I I just, I don't want to do it. That's fair. I don't want to do it. And then, of course, there's special mode, which I'm 
Uh, if I remember that correctly, it's just going through all the action sequences. And it's like, okay, well, you can beat that on easy. I can do that. Beat it on normal. can do that. Uh, beat it on hard? Uh, no. <laughs> it's like, well, what about master difficulty? Absolutely no. But I said no to hard. Yeah. You see? So, <laughs> so there's those four trophies that I, two of them I'd probably get, and the other two I'd just stare at and be like, yeah. no, I'm just not going to do that. And then, and then, uh, two million points on, you know, one run through of that. Maybe I could do it. Maybe not. I'm sure it's easy enough, but that requires me doing that mm-hmm. and playing yeah. this mode. So all over again, yeah. right? I mean, it, the game was fun. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, you're not you're not selling me on this idea. Yeah, I just don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't do it. Yeah. I'm not a, not a fan of the grind either. Like no. I just like to get them along the way. Yeah, and the, yeah, exactly. Once <laughs> I hit the credits, uh, it's a hard, hard sell for me to go right back into it. And it sure. depends on what it is. Like if you can guarantee that I can get that fairly quickly after I've uh, gotten through the credits, sure, I'll mm-hmm. step back in for a moment. I think I did that with uh, the last Ratchet and Clank because there was a new gun you had to buy. But you had to go in through like a new game plus, and I was just like, "Well, that's stupid." But that's I played not through. What I to do? <laughs> yeah, but you went only so far into the game, and then there's a store, and then as mm-hmm. soon as you open it up, there's the gun. So I was like, "Okay, well, that's I can tolerate a couple extra minutes. That's mm-hmm. fine." And then I did. Boom, done. It was there easy. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's all I played. So. Uh, Let's talk about some news. What have Let's we got in the try news? to, but we'll we'll try to try to keep this a little light up at the top too. I don't know if we uh, actually gave our little tease. Well, no, I well, we said it was a time. Halloween episode, and people Halloween. were like, well, "What?" I mean, they can look at the icon and be I like, know. "What is this?" That's what, what I was just going to say. I'm like, but we always give ourselves away with the. Uh, but icon but do anyway. they know? But do, do they, they know? know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, is the icon that telling? I don't, I don't think know. so. I think it's I'm amazing. I'm just not having seen it because I'm always it, in the dark with everyone else yeah, on the icons, I, and I get the surprise the same day. I think it's amazing. And so I'm, I'm sure say. it is. I'm, I'm sure it is. Say. But we got we got we got a nice, fun, beefy headliner for you. So uh, right. so so let's uh, let's talk about some news. Let's talk about some news. So I. <laughs> I'm gonna try to explain this one. I feel it's a, a, a the the. Other update that I found with Activision Blizzard. Now, I'll, I'll be honest. There's a lot of lawyer gobbledygook that I just kind of goes over my head, and I and I'm going to try to explain this as best that I can. Um, but it just kind of broke my heart. So this one is kind of tough, siblings. Let's see here. Uh, Activision Blizzard actually has put in that they want to pause the lawsuit that's going on right now due to a possible ethics violation Mm. uh, Mm. that has happened. Uh, Activision Blizzard filed a motion to temporary halt proceedings for the DFEH lawsuit that was filed in July. Uh, They want to pause to collect evidence in relation to the allegation that the DFEH could have had an advantage during the proceedings. Um, This allegation isn't about the content of the lawsuit itself, uh, but about the lawyers involved. Mm. So not saying they don't have absolutely tons of grounds to move forward on this lawsuit but it seems like uh, a 
oversight might have been what was the problem here or should have been had. Uh, so earlier, if we remember in this long timeline, uh, the EEOS uh, had settled had a similar lawsuit if we remember going mm-hmm. on so we had these two separate agencies going on um that i think was in september and then activision blizzard agreed to that consent decree and settled that federal case with 18 million dollars in a fund for affected employees what whatever you think about that amount of money seems kind of you know multi-billion dollar company like a little slap, but that's just me. Uh, but after that happened, the DFEH filed an objection to that settlement, saying it had potential prejudice to impact on the state of California's pending enforcement. So through all of this, basically what it sounded like to me, it's like, um, our case could probably do way better than that. And you've set a really bad precedent for how little we could settle for is what I took it to kind of mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the EEOC then responded instantly, letting them know that two lawyers that are now on the DFEH played a leadership role within the DFEH, uh, or the ones that played a leadership role were previously on the EEOC and that helped direct the investigation against Activision Blizzard and in the state of California that's considered a conflict of interest Mm. because they were already working on a case for a different agency then went to this other one and it could have given them um, an advantage I guess is how they were looking at it because you already had the knowledge from both sides of the suit um so of course i'm gonna blame kodak on this because why not did that just wake up their ears when they heard that there was a possible conflict of interest and uh brings us to now this pause that activision blizzard is now asking for because it seems like they're just going to seize this opportunity where a mistake had been had in um and whether you agree whether it's an ethics violation or not that's not for debate i don't know all the laws here as to why this is but they're not allowed to do both. So in the new filing, the company asked the court to pause the proceedings in case to give them time to perform legal discovery and see if, I quote, disqualification or other remedies exist. So Activision Mm. Blizzard argues that the violation of these rules could lead to disqualification of the entire group of DFEH attorneys with whom they've already worked, um, as outlined in the California Rules of Professional Conduct. Um, My heart is broken, that it seems like this case could come down to a technicality and that it does always seem that way, right? Like whoever's yeah. got the better lawyers to find who met, who made a mistake. It never seems to be about the content of a case. It's just always, anyway, I guess they hired these big lawyers to find these things. And the last update I found though, was on October 21st where the DFEH finally responded to the pause um, by saying that Activision's uh, request for a stay or pause or lawyer speak, whatever we're calling this, but it's improper procedural vehicle based on substantive non-issue. Basically it sounds like they're saying you're just trying to find some BS reason to get out of this is how I take it to mean, but whether it's legal or not, that's, that's no, where yeah. I feel like it's going to come down to is because of some oversight like this. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But unfortunately, it looks like they've attached themselves to this this issue, which is illegal in the state of California and maybe other states, too. But at least in particular in this one for this case with what we're talking about, that it could just 
get thrown out or anything because of something like that. And it makes me sick that they found it and just seized on it, even though whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. I just, they need accountability. And yeah. it's just heartbreaking that it that it could come down to something like this that that they could lose the case. I don't know. So the two lawyers that were at the center of this whole thing, um, uh, that that they were involved in the complaint were arguing that they were only minimally involved. So it sounds like they're trying to say, "Look, we'll back out of this. These two let the rest of it go forward." And I think we're just going to have to wait and see how that ends up. But yeah, <laughs> I just don't even know what to say. I'm so heartbroken that it's over a technicality of anyway, but that's the last that I could see. And I guess we're just going to have to wait and see if they're able to move forward. And I know that the EEOC might've been trying to do their job or whatever, but then it also just makes me really pissed off that they were the ones who came forward and said, Hey, but two lawyers you've got, were on ours that moved over there. I don't know. It's bullshit. So I get, yeah. I guess we'll just wait and see my heart's so broken. And I, and I hope that their side finds some other technicality to just move it forward. Then like, I just, I, they need accountability here. And if they could, mm. if they just get away with all of this, uh, oh my God. And could you imagine being the employees? Yeah. yeah. Anywho, that's the update that I can find right now. And I guess we'll just keep our eye on that space to see what the legal minds um, find and what each side is presenting on how this case should move forward. So, ew. That's mm-hmm. my update. That's all I could find right now. And I guess we'll just do it to wait and see. But this is good for us, I think, us PC gamers. <laughs> <clears throat> I found this because, as an, uh, if some of you may know, actually, today, October 25th, is Lara Croft's 25th birthday, officially, Ooh. for her. Yeah. Okay. And um, I discovered the date because I was reading a fun article about Denuvu getting removed from some Square Enix games, which is exciting for me. If I doubt there's anybody out there who doesn't know at this point, but just in case, um, it is basically it's a D- DRM. It's anti-piracy software that gets added to these games that constantly means that your single player experience has to stay connected online at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a it's garbage. I know why they do it, but I still hate it and I've always hated it since DRM started coming into the PC making scene. I just, I feel like it's never made your games run great. And I just hate the fact that my single player game has to be attached online all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I should be able to play it offline. But uh, people actually started noticing this week that certain Square Enix games that had DeNovo, it's getting removed. It's getting patched out of their games. Um, which we usually can see this happen after the game's already been hacked, where they're like, fine, someone finally figured out how to make it not online, screw it, or maybe a license ran out or something, so why keep putting it on there? Uh, but the one that caught our eye off of SteamDB confirming, Denuvo was removed from Near Replicant, and it hadn't actually been cracked yet. Mm-hmm. So we're like, did a license run out? Are they actually trying to do a good thing and removing all of this from their games? I don't want to jump on that bandwagon yet, but I'm hopeful. But I don't know. Maybe I'm too cynical with large companies where I'm like, what are you doing? Why? What's happening? <laughs> like, it seems too good to be true. Why? You know? They're not going to tell you. They're just going to be like, not. Eh. 
It's probably some new version we haven't heard of yet that's going to get slapped on there. And we're like, what is happening? Uh, but uh, so we've been seeing this little with uh, Square Enix here. Apparently, even uh, Life is Strange, True Colors, they took it off only after a couple of days. So it seems like something maybe they're trying to move away from them. Whatever the reason, some of them I saw that there might be in preparation for an incompatibility issue with the new Intel CPU mm. with Denuvo software was one report I was reading. It's a new Alder Lake CPUs that they're coming out with. That could be a reason why they're trying to take it off because then their games won't even like work on the new ones if there's a compatibility issue. But whatever the reason, Square Enix, keep doing that. I'm a fan. I'm yeah. a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> so, but what I enjoyed was they took it off a couple days later. We started seeing reports about how much freaking better the games were running. Uh, what? Frames, frame rates were so much smoother. Now, granted, it wasn't like this large, huge jump. But when you're talking 20, 30 frames, that actually is a huge jump. You know, and uh, I was reading it through here, too, because some people were like, oh, are you sure it wasn't just a graphical upgrade that came with the game, you know, when they were taking it off and they were doing their updates because it is the 25 year anniversary special things coming, blah, blah, blah. But uh, no, it didn't look like that that they said they didn't do a graphical update. So in a benchmark test that was conducted on, and this is on the latest Tomb Raider installment that they took mm. it off, that they did the test on, uh, bef- both before and after the Denuvo had been removed, uh, they did 1920 by 1080 resolution on an NVIDIA RTX 3080, and the graphics being set to highest, just like God tier, right? But mm-hmm. without ray tracing. Um, so it went from where they were doing the minimum frame rate it's 17 frame per second difference between the Denuvo and the non-Denuvo versions of the game. So that's, to me, considerably smoother. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the average jumps from 163 to 175 frame per second. So a little eight deviation there. But still, even turning it on lowest settings, like I'm looking at it without the ray tracing, it jumps even a little bit more because ray tracing would be a little bit um, more on there. But mm-hmm. Let's do it. I I love that we're seeing the proof that look how much better your game even runs without it. Like, let's let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of it. Why not? Other other companies keep doing it, too. I don't know why you're doing it for real, Z-Square Enix, but let's pretend it's for good reasons. And you keep it up. I'm a fan. Get rid of it. just wanted to prove that i'm like look how much better it runs but deep down there's a sinister reason we don't know find some new drm and it's like i kind of get it you know what people steal in your games and everything like that but man i feel like ever since it's been introduced i can even remember like my games just running like complete garbage and we're talking it wasn't Denuvo. It was whatever DRM at the t- at the time when it came on hard disks. Mm. Like they still required that, and I can remember it just like garbaging the game. I can remember even my PC running slower because of whatever crap they were installing on it to keep it from getting cracked. And I still had to put in the game key code off the box. Like I thought that was my proof of purchase back in the day. You know what I mean? But here we are. Here we are. Damn it. Yeah. Anywho, moving on. I didn't do too much news okay. again because I knew we were we were beefy today. So those are your big news. 
But I want to do some little quickets because I think it'll be fun. Oh, my God. Let's talk about this Uncharted trailer. What? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> let's get this out of the way, uh. man. Let's get this out of the way. I feel like I've read a lot of different stuff, uh, feelings from people mm-hmm. this week. And I'm honestly not one way or the other. I feel like it's been pretty split on how people feel looking at it. Uh, hmm. Nothing about it made me go, oh, my God, the oh, my God, oh, uh-huh. my God. I have no beef uh, with Tom Holland. Uh, I think he, he'll do fine. He's he's more than capable. He's not exactly the Nathan Drake I would have chosen. But, but it's supposed again, to be younger Drake, right? Yeah, again, I got it. I'm a little um, confused uh, with it. I'll be <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Take it or leave it. Yeah. You know, he's a hit or miss for me. Uh, the things I, I was seeing. Pre mustache days. Yeah. And the, some of the stuff that I saw in the trailer, I mean, lifting from the games, I get mm-hmm. it. That's what you're going to do. And all that does is make me go, so you're going to show me this? exactly yeah. what I've seen before in a game with a great narrative. And they seemed like they were cherry picking too because there was so much happening in this trailer that I was like, well, that's from this game and that's from that mm-hmm. game and this is from this game. And it's a prequel. I thought yeah. so that's where I got. But again, I know it's a fictional universe. They could do whatever they want. But as soon as I saw like the plane scene, I'm like, but that's like, was that three? Three. Mm-hmm. And then the story about his brother, four. Right. Um, Granted, his brother is not present as of yet but i'm sure we'll see him i'm sure i'm sure this is about this him. is the first movie to come i'm sure yeah. there will be more <laughs> if it if it doesn't tank look i don't want no. it to be bad no i, I really don't. don't i just i guess my expectations are low because we have so many uh bad video game based mm-hmm. movies that the good ones are few and far between yeah yeah i could count them all on one hand True. I'll see. I personally didn't feel like I was watching anything that different from any other action movie, which fine, whatever. It's kind of what it's going to be, right? It's Mm. the whole game, you know. But I guess just seeing live action Spider Monkey Nathan Drake, (laughs) like something about it just felt really weird, like with that jump from the plane, you know, back on. It's like we've always made jokes about how, like, the forearms are like gods because how could he just grip on to everything, you know? And in a game, we're like, cool, it's a game, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I'm not knocking it. I didn't see anything that made me more or less excited. I still right. feel very neutral, I guess, is for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't clamoring for this in the first place because I played the games. Not knocking that they're doing it. But this didn't push me one way or the other. But to me, this is where I feel like the movie should do something wholly unique. Like, if you're going to do a video game movie based on a property, then why not tell a story different from what we've already seen in the games? Like, unless it's, if you want to go Metroid, because you talk about a, a game rife with story potential. Yeah. Then you can tell the original story. Because that really hasn't been told. I mean, if you go back to the NES, I mean, mm. I mean, even what I think they did a remake, Zero Mission, but that was like a Game Boy Advance game or some shit like that. So, yeah. 
tell that story. Expand on it. Explain, take all the lore and, and find a way to really tell that story proper. But if it had already been told, like with Uncharted, then just tell a random right. tale of, of adventure. And if it's a prequel, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't. We don't know what story they really put in since it was really just kind of a bunch of action. But the fact that they're hitting... humor to make us think it's funny, you know. But they're hitting beats that we've seen Seen. in the game. So why why tell those stories? Granted, I know not... Casual movie-going public is not going to know shit about Nathan Drake. But why not introduce them to the concept of who he is, then Mm -hmm. get into the backstory. Mm -hmm. You're starting with backstory already. You know, and and stuff that we already know. I know, but yeah, it did feel like I I don't know what I was expecting when I heard prequel. I think I was thinking I was not going to have seen any of it. Yeah, like it would have been wholly new prior to when the games even started, prior to even the first one. You know, was what I was thinking in my head. But maybe that was my fault for assuming. Mm. You assume too much, and what happens then? What happens now? I'm an donkeys. All right. Well, siblings, what do you think? Are you excited for Uncharted? I'm curious. I'm curious. Who's excited? Who's neutral? Who didn't care? I don't know. What 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 are your thoughts? And this one should be interesting. Did you watch the uh, GTA trilogy side by side? So I guess it is like a remaster. Uh, you know. Yeah, we were talking about it. I know that it. It. They still look blocky. You know, so it's like they and just glossy. said, yeah, let's put a new coat of paint over this. So to still be kind of the, the same animations, we're not improving that. They just look well, nicer. Maybe a little. I don't know. Like I did finally watch like the, the longer side by side and some other people's stuff, you know, just to like really get the idea of what they look like before. And then uh, I don't know. It was weird. Like sometimes it looked even more like a cartoon. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, especially with the newer games, I guess, maybe newer in the trilogy. Um, but they did add new lighting effects, new textures. You could tell they redid the models. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and then, I mean, shout out. I, I found a lot of people are super excited. They have fingers now. So congratulations to those of you doing that the... can sleep at night. Yeah, no, they're individual fingers. It's great. About that. It's not the block yeah. thing. Like hey, you, I'm going to stare and point <laughs> yeah, you with my... Exactly. The whole time. I just saw so many people excited about that. So I felt like I guess I needed to mention it. They have fingers now for those. Now I'm glad you can sleep tonight. Um, but yeah, there's also their eyes and mouths move a little bit more now, of course. Um, 4K HDR, apparently, on the re- mm-hmm. resolution. The colors definitely, definitely were spruced up, though. But I, how I did does enjoy it, the coloring. But how does it play? I don't know that we saw like our people who got their hands on it. They mm. supposedly did upgrade it now. And if it was more towards like GTA five, which is definitely a more refined mechanics and how everything, then yes, I, I, I have a feeling it will be. Um, mm. I mean, look, but right now it's just like everyone was looking at it and yeah, I mean, it's weird. Some of it looked great. And then some was like, ah, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I couldn't see myself paying 60 bucks for this. I don't know if that's how much it costs, but I'm just saying full price for, for three, three, games, three yeah. games that are old as in, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do that now. If I saw it on sale one day, um, well, then I'll consider it. 
Do you do PlayStation now? No. I've thought about it, but well, I feel GTA like I've got enough. Well, the GTA 3 version will be on PlayStation now December 7th. Mm-hmm. So if you have that and want to wait, just play then. You'll get that version remastered. Um, and then if you do Game Pass, where my Game Pass stands at, uh, you get the San Andreas version on launch. Yeah, so I saw I that, and then I guess uh, the new achievements, of course, were out there. So if you want to spoil it for yourself, you can go check those out. Um, I don't usually look through the achievement list for spoilers, but um, they did add some, of course. So I'm kind of curious when I saw a couple of them. I'm like, mm-hmm. some of the lore, just like stuff that we've created ourselves over the years should have a nice little shout out there. So, yeah. uh, yeah, November 11th, PlayStations, the Xboxes, switches. Uh, but if you want a physical copy, you're gonna have to wait till December before those all come out. I mean, look, I, I, re- I think one of the main reasons I would like to, to play this would be, I never finished three and I felt like I got pretty deep into vice city and never beat it. Because I never had a PlayStation. I was always playing yeah. at my brother's house. And I just, you know, it'd be nice to f- finish what I started. Sure. But, again, I'm not jumping out to go buy these. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably, of course, check out the San Andreas version since I have Game Pass. And if they're telling me I'll get it that day, why not? Why not? Why not? Why mm-hmm. not? Right? Uh, but, Yeah. Let's see. Ooh, God of War coming to PC January 14th. Mm-hmm. So it was going to happen. If you had, if you never had a PlayStation, always want to play and you're that PC gamer, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Um, I will reserve my hype till I see how the controls port. Because sometimes people do not nail that. No. <laughs> no. I want proper keyboard and mouse controls. All right, don't just put it on my PC and what make me play a controller. That's all I always ask for. Oh, Elden Ring got pushed. I'm sorry, siblings, if you were excited for it, but only like five weeks out though. So now you're looking at February 25th of 2022. Oh, because we don't have enough January. We don't have enough crap coming out in February. I know it's gonna it's gonna (laughs) pile on top of each other. It seems. Hmm. Uh, And then if you were waiting for this, Cyberpunk announced that it's legit next gen version of the game um quarter one 2022 and then the witcher 3 quarter 2 of 2022 so it'll get a proper port apparently now too or upgrade or whatever that game took months out of my life i'm good i don't need to play it again yeah i mean if you wanted to play it all over again i don't know i'm just hoping it means it actually fixed the playstation version of cyberpunk because I'll be honest, siblings, I bought it for 10 bucks for the hubs on the PlayStation because it finally came out for super cheap. And I was like, well, we got the PS5 now. It still crashes. It still crashes. It's just such a disappointment how console caught on this altogether. Anywho, Hmm. uh, Concerned Ape, the developers of Stardew Valley actually announced their next game. Uh Uh, Stardew Valley 2. Oh, well. I'm joking. actually called haunted chocolatier but if i'm being completely honest i love stardew valley this isn't a knock but when i watched the trailer for it it's stardew valley it was like the same movement control um graphics all of that but you know what i don't care and i'm here for it because i loved the first one and i'll take more i i I mean i don't care (laughs) but i'm warning you guys it is very much stardew valley 
Uh, but it looks like you're running a haunted mansion. Um, and take my money. Yeah. Looks like it's just, it's very far off. It's very far off. It, it is still in development. So we have n- no idea like when a projected date or anything like that is. So don't expect it anytime soon. Uh, but it does seem like there's a little bit more story involved with this one, a little bit more involving with relationship building. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But haunted chocolatier. Next one from Woo. Concerned Ape. I think it looked cute. That's <laughs> definitely. It's definitely Stardew Valley. Um, and Sony announced their next day to play this Wednesday, October 27th, too. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like only a 20-minute long thing they're going to do. Uh, yeah, only third-party said- games. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure exactly what we're, we'll hear about. Maybe just more updates on things we've probably already seen announced. I don't know. But it's 20 minutes, so we'll check it out and go tune in if you want to see what they got to say. Uh, I think... Okay, I'll mention this one and then and then we'll move on. Uh, it's a PC heavy one today. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, this is what you get with me. But Razer launched its own PC components, mm-hmm. so we're gonna have another person hand in the pie. <laughs> but hey, let's see, right? They won in the market. They launched the AIO, which is the all-in-one liquid coolers, case fans, uh, the Catan brand powered supplies. Oh, my. It's a lot. Uh, they got the fancy RGBs. If you into that, all the mm-hmm. fancy colors. Um, the Razer Handbow had partnered with the Acetec to create the cooler. And, of course, designed for maximum thermal performance and to be super soft and quiet. They had lots of fancy words to describe all the parts. So it should really be good, guys. They had Hmm. fun, long words. Fancy. Um, Each one had its own section. I'll check it out, but it seems like it's just the components for the case. So you're going to get a nice, fancy, cooled off, tons of fans, super fun lighting. No price right now. So it means it's going to be expensive because each of these things on their own are about 40, 50 bucks just on their own. And then Mm -hmm. it goes up from there. So I'd expect like a $500, if not more, case fan. But it'll be cool. It'll be cool. cool in there. Okay. It will not be hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost forgot about this. I'm a liar. I'm going to mention this too. We'll call this like weird news or interesting something. And then we've got to move on. I see the time. Okay. The okay. Time. Uh, but you know how everyone always wants to just play Doom on absolutely everything. If it's mm-hmm. got a screen, we're going to try to play Doom on it. Well, now you can play it on Twitter. <laughs> this guy created Doom or Tweet to Doom bot, and users can attempt to complete a game by commands. So the initial tweet gives you what commands that you can do, and you have to reply to the tweet with the commands, and then it'll spit out a GIF or whatever of those moves that you made, and you can sit there and legit play through Doom. With just now, it's going to be like old school. You got to look through the commands. They're kind of convoluted, of course. There's a lot. You type it out in the reply. It'll spit out your your play until you beat the game. And I thought it was actually kind of neat. Okay. I don't know that I could play it for very long because it would take a lot of brain power for me to think of like all the different um, stuff to have to type in to tell the bot what to do. But uh, yeah. I think it's fun. If you want to go check it out, it's going to be like your old school. You're just going to type it, then you read it and you watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does make a branching node of, of, of your play game through. You got to keep replying to the same tweet in your own thread and keep playing it. But yeah, out of this one player managed already an 11 second run. 
So already got a got a <laughs> speed run record on Twitter to Doom. And uh, I don't know. It's neat and it's convoluted. And if you want to check it out, you should Twitter or tweet to Doom hmm. bot. And you can just play your own game of Doom. And apparently if you win it and everything, they'll put the whole thing together and render it like your videos and stuff. And, and you can have it. So you can cool. actually watch your full run through. I thought it was neat. I don't know. Anywho. Uh, that's what I got. I tried to keep it. I tried to keep it shorter. Okay. Well, I got. I got one. I just want to add in real quick because mm-hmm. it it doesn't affect me, but maybe it will at some point. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Uh, where NetEase acquired Grasshopper Manufacturer, which is you know the developer of one of my favorite series of all time, No More Heroes. Well, at least he's done, right? So the games are done. They're out. They won't mess one up. But that's still his company, or at least it was. Sure. And I don't, I, you know what? It's, it's his business. It's, if that's what he yeah. wants to do or he's okay with it, fine. But I just, NetEase has, what have they done? You know? I know the name. The Well, uh, in the past, I think they obtained a stake in a quantic dream at one time uh there was something i know that uh, they partnered with blizzard at one point to bring their games to china yeah maybe that's what i was thinking of like their partnership to um there was a lot about like, i feel them. like even with blizzard or something too mm. like know. there was there was a lot about them that kind of makes you uh look at Reflect like a ten cent, you know, where you're just like, yeah. "What are you up to? What are you doing? What are you doing over there?" Yeah. So again, I don't want to judge. I don't know, but I'm just like, uh, okay. Yeah, that's always sad. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it wasn't for Microsoft, because Phil Spencer did say this week, "We're still buying." If 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 you look like somebody that could work well with us, we'll still take it. We'll still do it. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's uh, move on to to our big thing uh, that we're talking about today. What makes our horror episode or Halloween? It's it's not a horror episode. It's our Halloween episode. What we're doing anyway. (laughs) Today we are chatting with a duo known as the indie game developer October Games, who we mentioned on the show a few weeks back when I stumbled upon their game Horror Legends. This asymmetrical PvP survival horror experience caught my eye upon seeing the trailer promoting the release of a new killer, Radu Vadislav, from the Full Moon series Subspecies. Following that, I saw the trailer for the next big release, Puppet Master of the Game, and that's when I knew I had to talk to these guys. Please welcome Drake Kazmierzak and Nicholas Hay. Hey. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, guys. Thanks for having us. <laughs> now... Like I said, I'm really excited to talk to you guys because I've been a Full Moon fan for uh, many, many years, uh, way back when. Lace, on the other hand, she's a little unfamiliar with it, but hey, maybe we can get her sucked I'll into it. I'll get educated That's... here on all the horror icons. To kick things off, I guess we want to just uh, start with the basics. Let's start from the beginning and talk about how you guys met and, and got this uh, Ooh, off the ground. That's a great question. Do you want to well, start, Drake, or...? Uh, sure. Well, I mean, it, it, there's the history goes back, I think, a little bit before that. Um, but uh, uh, so I, I've been working on, I've been championing this project for better part of a decade, trying to get it off the ground with Kickstarters and Indiegogos. 
and uh, you know, I, fi I finally got was able to get it uh, in early access, and uh, I met Nick through that. Uh, he reached out to me with some awesome music, and uh, we started collaborating, and uh, really, that's when the project really started kicking off. Yeah, basically, the the what I uh, how we act how we met was I reached out to him. I was like, hey. I'll you need music for your game because I was mainly focused on uh, music composition at the time and um, I told him I would write him a song for free and then um, and then our partnership sort of like div uh, you know sort, sort of grew over the next year as we built our relationship and um, uh, became closer as uh, you know partners and um, and then I think like for me the turning point was when we went to um, flashback weekend. It was just a really fun time, and and um... we were building horror, horror legends in my spare time, pretty much into that, uh, up until that point, uh, or actually until recently. But um, uh, when we went to the convention, uh, we, you know, getting to meet a lot of the people, uh, a lot of people that play our game, and uh, introducing the game to a bunch of new people, and then actually getting to reach out to Full Moon in person uh, was all really uh, exciting and fun. Uh, and uh, it, I think it just got us more excited to do more and go further with the game. And, uh, you know, a few years later, we're, you know, we left early access just recently. You know, uh, you know uh, our talks with mm -hmm. Full Moon has, you know, uh, uh, come to its fruition with, you know, the release of, you know, Radu in our video game and, uh, and our upcoming release, Puppet Master of the Game. We're all really excited about I mean, Puppet Master of the Game has been like a pet project of mine for just as long as Horror Legends. It's just something I've been like, would messing around with and, you know, I would talk I would talk to Full Moon about it every once in a while and just kind of like play with the idea. But um, uh, eventually I was able to pull something, uh, pull a more finished, polished, like, uh, uh, presentation for them and, the, and the, it really got them excited to mm -hmm. jump on board and actually make it official. So... Uh, that's uh, you know, flashback weekend was a big weekend for us as a as an indie studio. So you've been solo deving it your whole self up until this point, pretty much. Well, uh, you know, people would uh, come and go as you know, you know, when I would start the project. Uh, when I started the project, it was like a team of three people, but really I was the only one doing anything. And then you know, you, they would talk. There was a lot of talk, but not a lot of doing. So. Uh, and I was just like, no, this is awesome. Sure. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. And like, out of all the people that I've worked with, Nick is the only one. I was like, yeah, that's good. he ran just as fast as me. So uh, that's really helped keep this project going. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. I think but, one thing that that really um, you're okay. like really working hard to like make something happen, and you're not sure if it's going to happen, but you like really stick through with it. We. Before the whole, mm -hmm. um, before I was on board, you know, Drake was had reached out to Full Moon before that, but you know, was um, kind of it, that hit like a dead end. But then when we met them at Flashback Weekend, we sort of like devised this strategy to like reignite that, and it actually took us, I think, it was like the better part of like two years to get them to you know agree to like the deal, and it was like. We were just like holding our breath the entire time, like trying to be very persistent with them and, you know, never give up because they were always interested every time we would. Oh, yeah. You know, like every, every time we talked to Charlie, he was super excited about it. Uh, it's just that, you know, we had to like 
prove they're like here look i can t totally do this just look at look at this video you know i like would make this we're gonna stick with it yeah <laughs> yeah um uh, you know they're they're making movies they're super busy and right. just like getting mm -hmm. the pull them away from that and go look at video games for a second was was a little uh uh, you know, challenging, but uh, they were so they've been so like supportive and like on board with the whole thing. Um, so we're just really happy we get to make this like dream project of ours. Because for me personally, I mean, I've been Puppet Master fan since I was like like ten. Yes. So it, and watching, <laughs> I would renting the, the VHS tapes at the vi local video store, mm -hmm. and just like you know, watching those video zones at the end really ignited my creativity. So it's really cool. It kind of comes full circle with this, with these games, and able to like show my love for these things, and uh, through that, uh, which is just super exciting. I cannot wait to show everyone more uh, Puppet Master, and uh, so glad we got to work with uh, the, the, you know, Ted Nicolau and uh, Anas Hove on the subspecies DLC. That was like dream to come true as well. So I bet. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, just, just looking at the games themselves, I mean, Puppet Master, like you said, it's it's long-time fan. So seeing how well-crafted the game looks, how perfect the character designs, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. I'm just, I'm spellbound. So I can tell there's, it's passion. Oh, yeah. That, that drew, oh, well, just listening you know, to them right now. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's really, it's yeah. all there. <laughs> Yeah, Plus, we we appreciate that. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. Drake yeah. Drake knocked it out of the park with uh, the um the puppet master design. Absolutely, he, he really knocked it out of the park there. Been drawing those characters in my sketchbook for since I was ten, so I had a lot of practice getting their designs just right and uh, just ex uh, analyzing like the the screenshots in the movie to try to get all the little details into their designs that mm -hmm. I appreciate and that I would look for if I, if someone else made a game. So I'm sure the fans would too. Like they get yeah. to you know I know that character. <laughs> <laughs> I almost know the characters too well now because if you show me a close up of Blade's face, I can tell you what movie that's from. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I go, oh, that's the sculpt from part three, or like the you know the that's the sculpt from part you know five, or uh, it's just like it, it, there's the little details of our show up so well now to me so so yeah. i gotta i gotta ask i mean since you worked on these designs very specifically to me they look a lot like the original designs from like the first uh what eight movies i guess give or take and then kind of in the the later ones where it's like the axis uh, of evil axis termination stuff like that the designs uh, were changed a little bit were you adamant about sticking with original designs or do they try to push you to the newer ones uh, they, they give us they've given us a lot of like freedom to you know i think that from like i proved we, we proved to charlie that we like could or we could be trusted with these characters by the presentation we gave mm -hmm. with the video so and um and i it, of course we have to like you know get everything approved through full moon before we release any designs and uh but you know i got no real like you know, they seem to be happy with what we made, sure. uh, and I, I'm I'm personally like sticking with the uh, or starting with the original David Allen sculpts and designs. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get as close to those originals as possible. Um, you know, who knows what uh, maybe down the line you get like an Axis Termination Blade sculpt, or I'll try to go that route uh, at some point with like a character cosmetic or something. But like. Uh, at this point, you know, just trying to get as close to those David Allen original mm -hmm. designs um, 
uh, just definitely want to honor you know that guy's work as much as possible. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And for my money, his designs were probably the best. Not to really knock a lot of these, uh, the newer designs, whoever's doing them in the newer movies, but there was just something, maybe it's just because of the originals, but they just have a, a higher quality to them. You know what I mean? There's just something about them. They just, they, they're more pristine. The others, they feel a little bit rushed or, or knockoff. And, and that's not to slight whoever did them, but that's just my opinion. I, I'm, I guess I favor the original designs, David Allen's I was going to say, maybe your nostalgia might be playing yeah. a huge factor, too. <laughs> oh, there's always the nostalgia factor, you know. Like, the first experience of the character is always going to be the most powerful. Uh, sure. And, you know, I... I appreciate uh, Tom Devlin is the uh, the artist that does the new ones, and I appreciate his look and designs very much as well. Uh, you know, but I, for me, it's the the um, uh, the ones that I grew up with. The, the I grew up with watching yeah. Puppet Master one through five right. uh, and Curse over and over again. You know, through the uh, renting them, and so I wanted to like bring those character that those versions back, uh, and. Um, you know, David Allen was a huge inspiration for me as an artist, just to, like watching those videos and watching him work and under kind of like learning stop. I try even tried. I mean, I've done the stop motion animation probably because of him, oh, uh, nice. but you know, stop motion. It's just not really uh, an easy thing to do when you it live in not. a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> well, I can't imagine it's really all that easy anyway. You gotta keep stopping. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so, you know, so that's a lot of time. Yeah, it's so much fun, but also it's so time-consuming and it's tricky. So yeah, well, I'm gonna bounce around a little bit, and we're, I'm gonna talk about Horror Legends for a second because that also you, you mentioned was a, a game you've been working on for some time. What was your your uh, inspiration and driving force for that game? Uh, horror Legends is essentially my love letter to the horror genre, uh, uh, and I think Nick's. Nick would probably agree that it's his as well, since he was so drawn to the game when it first launched in early access. Um, uh, but like I, it's the original idea. You know, it's another thing I came up with when I was a young teenager. Just like, oh, it'd be cool. Like, I think it's like you watch like movies like, um, well, not to get too far back, but like. I think the first time I actually thought about the idea of horror legends was when I was watching like Freddy vs. Jason and just like, Oh, these characters can exist in the same universe. Mm-hmm. And then watching, you know, Jason goes to hell. It's like, Oh, the, there's a Necronomicon Freddy's in there as well. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. Like these characters can exist. So like in my head, I started like fanboying, like connecting, like what if Chucky was in here? What if this character right. was in there? And, and then of course, as you grow older, you're like, Oh, I can probably never happen, but you know, it has in a way mm-hmm. uh, through other games. But, um, you know, I was like, well, I'll just make my own characters that are sort of reminiscent of that feeling that you got watching those movies, and make make a universe around them, and and uh, that's uh, and then you can kind of play with that lore. And, and it, it, of course, the game is not really it, the game is its primary focus is multiplayer horror. Uh, but like, I couldn't help if you design a character like like Punky or or Big bad on the cover it's like this pumpkin monster like i gotta come up with a story for him and it's like i gotta make it work with all the other characters so it's like my head i'm just kind of like trying to connect the dots and making sure there's no like continuity errors and stuff and trying to make everything work together it's just really fun uh for me but the uh i think like that was probably the first idea it's like let's what if all these horror characters exist in the same universe and like and what if like um 
we can play as them in a multiplayer setting and like you don't know which one was going to chase you around and um hunt you down and um and each one had like a unique kill mechanic where you they can like at, like characters in a horror movie would uh they all had to like figure out like how do we stop this monster how do we get escape this monster and i wanted players to go through the same experience like like okay we can't just like we we have to like slow down and think about like okay how does this what's this thing's weakness like be observant and try to escape like as if you were in a horror movie mm-hmm. uh th- that's like that's kind of the the kernel of the idea it's like just emulating what would happen in a horror film and how would you react if you were in that situation yeah. i think what i think something else that's really cool too is that um you know drake's written uh, a comic about the first big bad punky and and it's you know in the game you can unlock the comic you know through our in-game currency called fate points and uh, you can also unlock other things like skins for your characters and but it's really neat to be able to like attach a story to um you know the characters in the game and a lot of our community in our Discord has been, you know, really vocal about how how cool they think that is. Um, and to touch on what yeah. you know Drake was saying when when we come up with uh, like the designs and game for characters, it's like we really want players to kind of feel like they're they're like experiencing this horror sort of horror esque movie experience, and how we can build the tension as best as possible through um you know the visuals and the sound effects and the music and the lighting and the gameplay and the map design um and it's it's been it's been a lot of design talk but also extremely fun and um and you know a great time it sounds like a lot of fun and the fact that you've built lore for these characters that's that's amazing i mean because that does help players get a connection like they want to know more about these characters so reading the comic or something like that it gives you a a, embraces that character more and in fact to your point drake what you were mentioning about having this these ideas of characters your own characters kind of crossing over we actually talked about that not that long ago (laughs) where i was kind of reminiscing about having that same idea when i was 10 uh i had like this one little character i created and i had another little character i created and then there was this one day I was like, oh, my God, they could meet. And it just blew my mind. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, I got to do this. So, yeah, I get that for sure. It's just, it's it's such a simple idea, but for whatever reason, it gets you so excited. It's like, I, I can't believe these characters are going to be in the same universe together. It's just insane. But I saw that you had another game that you had set aside for this, Masters of the Dead. Oh, Yes. Uh, care to talk about that because it seemed like it was pretty interesting too but but you said if i if i read correctly you you said that you wanted to work on horror legends more so you just kind of put that on the back burner well okay so like when i um when i first started working on horror legends it was you know like i said like people would come and go and like i like i'm a 3d artist writer creator Mm -hmm. type i'm not a programmer so I can't program these games on my own. I need to, I need a team. And we, we had a programmer. He, uh, once our Kickstarter didn't really pan out, you know, he jumped off and I was like, well, how do I, like, I got attached to the characters already. Cause I've already started writing comic books and like, I got, yeah. I get like, I just grab something. I just run with it. And, uh, and by the time the, uh, you know, the Kickstarter was over, I had written the comic book to, as a, a backer reward, 
you know. So I was like, well, I got this character, this character, this lore established. I want to do something with it. So I was like, okay, well, let me just like like see what I can do. Like, and I I went on uh, the Unity Asset Store and I found this thing called the Unity Fighting Engine, Fighting Game Engine, and I just like, well, let me see if I can like do something with this. Like, I'll just make them fighting game characters, and I I tried my hand at that. And it was also kind of like a thesis on fighting games for me, like just to kind of like get the experience of making one and learning how to do it and the uh, super challenging genre because there's just so many animations that require are required to do it. And, um, and, but like my heart wasn't in it as much as I, I really wanted to make horror legends. That's what I, that's mm-hmm. what I, I enjoy yeah. multiplayer horror way more. That's my favorite genre. Uh, you know, uh, and, and it's just like, well, once the opportunity can arise, to make horror legends like well i want to work on that like that's i know like i, I might just start phoning in if i keep going with masters of the dead it's you know it's not like original code or anything like that so it's just kind of it was more of an exercise that you know funnel my creativity somewhere while i was looking for more people to you know get horror legends back up and running and yeah, uh okay so that, scratch that creating itch yeah and i i got <laughs> to uh i got to uh you know play around with you know two of our two of our legends in a fighting game environment and see what, you know, have them duke it out, like, you know, Freddy vs. Jason style. So that was kind of fun. Um, um, yeah, you know, it, it, we could go back to it at some point in the future, but, you know, we have so much on our plate right now and, you know, there's, you know, you never know what's going to happen after Puppet Master. And, you know, that's just like, it feels like a long time from now. So I don't, don't really know what's going to happen with Masters that, you know, could come back, could not, you know, it's an mm-hmm. idea. It's there. Uh, if we need it, essentially. Fair enough. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it may come back around, and, and hope. I would say hopefully, because I'd like to see how you incorporate these other characters you've been kind of working on into this other genre, and see how that would play out. I think that would be kind of fun. If I could clone myself, I could have one of my yeah. one person working on that game, and then I could work on all the games at once. But just make right. the clone be the programmer, right? Yeah, just how you do this. Yeah, there's only so much time, so we have to really focus on what we need to do at this current moment. Like, are we really focusing on horror legends, polishing mm-hmm. it? Uh, Fixing little things, adding more cool details, uh, more mechanics, and uh, you know we get a lot of feedback from our community, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm always listening. We're always listening to what they have to say, and we we take it to heart, and we we, we do our best with the budget we have to you know implement the ideas that we feel that fit into the game. So um, you know we're, that's our focus right now, just making sure Horror Legends is as best as it can be while also starting pre-production on Puppet Master and mm. uh, getting that ready for next year. Busy. I'm excited. Yeah, busy, busy. We, we've, sort busy. Of, we've sort of spent the better part of this year like, sort of working nonstop, uh, especially towards the release. Imagine. Me and Drake were awake until you know, 6 a.m. trying to get stuff working for two weeks prior to the, to the launch, maybe even more than that. Um, and like Drake was saying, our community gives us really great feedback and we really try to like listen to all of their concerns and, and really make the game not just based on like, you know, how we see it, but also you know how uh, the the culmination of a, all of our player base sees it too, and um, I think uh, for the most part our player base is fairly happy with what we're doing. Um, but you know, like we we do, we are we're a small team, and um, 
and we can't give them, you know, everything that uh, they want. And so we've been, you know, kind of wrestling with um, having to like pull back in some areas because we just, you know, we want to make a, a solid polished game. And maybe that would be something that we would do or tackle for like Horror Legends 2 or something like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you, as far as your player base goes, I mean, it sounds like they're fairly positive. We have a really nice community. We, like our community is super positive. They're always, you know, God. starting matches and hanging out. And we're talking about horror movies all the time on Discord and mm. having a good time. You know, it's. It, it, we, I feel really fortunate that we got such a cool community built around the game. Yeah. Because I think the like, the people that really stick around, like they get it. They get what we're going for. They they see the references. Mm. They see the 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 care that we put into it. Uh, even despite maybe our, our uh, the, the fact that we don't have much of a budget, that we we're actually pulling off a lot of crazy mechanics with the game. Uh, like mm-hmm. one of the biggest things we added recently was these epic finisher animations that nearly nearly killed me <laughs> to animate them all. <laughs> and it was like like weeks of straight of just me animating murder, and it was really weird I was on my psyche. Like what that does to your mental health, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, my, my wife would walk by and like, oh, that's nice. They, uh, yeah, <laughs> that person's getting their throat slit. That's really nice. Okay, uh, you know, watch watch a kids movie. Stick to you, honey. <laughs> you want to watch this a few times? Like, uh, yeah, I'm like, hey, look at this. I made this thing. And like, come check out this animation. It's just like you know, human punk or one of our characters like slitting someone's throat, and it's like, oh, you should watch a kids film after this. It's kind of like. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, sure reconnect you with reality tonight. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but uh, well, horror. I honestly feel like horror communities are fairly positive. I don't think I've ever been in one, and not to say they don't exist, but there seems to always be this camaraderie in horror. And one group that I, I kind of uh, deal with, you guys being uh, horror fans. Uh, I would imagine. Do you ever watch the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs? Every time he airs live, yes. I'll watch it. I'm there. So you I'm you watch mu- the hoedown, I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. I'm a mutant. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. See? See? We're all in this. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that, that group right there talking to them, I mean, that that's a community I feel very close with. I, I've never really been big on social media chat and things like that, but when it comes to the hoedown – or the last drive in anything that they're doing on those Friday nights, I'm excited. I, I get excited talking to everybody out there. So it's, I think it's just horror in general. It, whatever it is about those communities, they get it. And it's, it's great that it hasn't seeped in like the video game, the negativity of that. Cause sometimes that can, can. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. It. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. is a little bit of that certainly going around in the video game verse, uh, you know, it's yeah. it's a tricky thing, but um, mm-hmm. you know, we it's been one of our biggest goals to you know not have that sort of happen. Uh, we've, and I think we're doing a pretty good job at it so far. Well, it's probably like a fine line of giving people what they want and also not compromising your own vision that you've been clearly excited for since you were ten. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would imagine, you know, like that's got to be a tough balance too. Yeah, and I think another thing too is like you know um, a lot of people might have great ideas for you know the game but they don't understand like the architecture of how the game works and so it's not functionally 
you know, uh, feasible or possible to do what they're asking for, or, you know, there's a lot of compl uh, complexity in into, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, designing the game's features and gameplay. So uh, there's it's much more than just like a five minute talk. Like, oh god, no! <laughs> I know me, me and me and Drake have spent literally. I remember probably it was like three hours for like three days each having design meetings just about like jumping in the game. Yep. Like how 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 are our wow. characters gonna jump and like what complications does that provide? Like, do our characters gonna get stuck in certain areas because of this? Um, and mm -hmm. how is it gonna affect like melee combat? And it just there's there was like a whole. Like, can you sprint while you're, or can you jump while you're sprinting? Can you jump when you're not sprinting? Does it use stamina? Can you jump when you're out of stamina? Like, so there's like, you know, a million complexities wow, yeah. can, that you can, you know, go through. And and quite uh, frankly, we we always fall back to um, what is uh, going to be least restrictive to the player. So like we we've learned that we want to not restrict players as much as possible. So like we had a mechanic before that wouldn't let you jump if you were out of stamina. And then we, we, we tried that and it was like an interesting way to balance the game because, you know, like you can't jump with your assist. So you can't, you know, climb up a, you know, certain boxes or jump through windows, but it also didn't feel that great because players couldn't, you know, uh, they were restricted. And so we kind of pulled back. So we, um, what we did as a middle ground was we allowed players to jump if they were in just like the walking state, but they couldn't jump if they were sprinting and out of stamina. So like if you're out of stamina, you could just okay. like walk and jump normally, but you couldn't do that if you were sprinting. And so, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of complications. Just, with, just this little. You wouldn't even think. Yeah. No, th th that thought process for three hours. <laughs> right, wow. It's just like too. every Multiple time you days. add like a little little nugget of a feature, you're like, okay, now we gotta ask a million questions to ourselves and how this affects every aspect of the game. I was just gonna say, is it gonna break something else? Yeah, yeah. we used to have a and cool uh, feature that allowed you to lean. But we discovered that you could lean into a door and unlock the door from the opposite side, like you were like you know a phantom. You just like look, oh, no. you can look into the like. Well, we gotta cut this now. There's like either, either that, either that, or we spend tons of time and money trying to get it to work, and then it's just really not that worth it. So it's like yeah, so it, little things like all sorts of things can happen. The more complex your game gets, the more questions you have to ask yourself when you add something. And um, and I think yeah. I think I think with everything that we've added in the game, there's always been something that we forgot. Like even though we've <laughs> like you know spent hours and hours trying to discover every little thing that could go wrong, there's always you know maybe like one little thing that we uh, you know might miss, and we have to like you know figure that out on after it's already implemented. And I think that's just a normal thing because. You know, uh, you, you, you can, you, it's so complicated and you can just, you just have to do your best to like, you know, try to pre-design it in such a way. But like, there's obviously just going to be things that you're going to miss and you got to see how it works in the game so you can like, you know, see it in its full fruition to f see those things that sure. are going to, you know, that you might miss. So it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. Just okay. let me play them all. I've had developers tell me, oh, wow, I've never seen bugs like that. Cool. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> glad to help, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Wait it out. 
Yeah, there's but the bu- I'm the only one reporting in. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you do about that. <laughs> there's what you have on paper, and then you give it to a player, and they just don't follow the script you wrote for them. They're like, well, we have to... All right, we're going to have to... Why are you playing it different? (laughs) (laughs) Play it this way. (laughs) You know, yeah. Like, I don't know what I did. Right. So I've got a pretty loaded question here, and I'm trying to figure out which way to kind of go about it because I want to ask about how you got Radu into the game, but I also feel like that kind of connects to your... uh, partnership with full moon and how all that got started so i guess let's let's look at that first what is it about or how did you get connected with full moon to actually make a lot of this happen because obviously you were working on the game you kind of went to them but how did you uh uh, make all this kind of come to fruition to where it is now well without uh, i mean like we had i i had built a uh prototype for puppet master like in 2014 Uh, Mm -hmm. i did the interactive trailer and then i did uh a multiplayer prototype which is kind of like a general idea of what i wanted to build and i think just like having like that out there and like showing that this could work and also that like i could make these characters in a way that is true to the movies and just you know our enthusiasm as a team and the quality of, you know, the work we're doing with horror legends and, uh, you know, and, and then actually, you know, getting to know full moon and, you know, it was a long process, you know, just, you know, talking to them, warming up to them at conventions and, you know, just showing them our work and getting them excited and showing our excitement for it. And, it, you know, it just eventually, um, you know, being persistent <laughs> you persistent, know they're very, very they're very busy persistent. they're busy very. very busy making like like what 10 movies a year or I, I i don't know their exact output but they make a lot of movies a year so like you know just getting a, a moment to like hey you know guys you know we make we want to make you this really cool thing you have a moment and they're like yeah sure and then they get you know they get caught up making another movie and it's like oh okay we, so you just gotta be persistent and um mm-hmm. uh you know once you know once we got their attention with i think the the final presentation that we or not the final presentation but like the last presentation we gave them at flashback weekend i think uh you know it became a lot easier to you go know, pitch new ideas to them and go like well you know It'd be really cool, you know. You know, I love subspecies. You know, I, I, in my head, it's always been kind of back there. I'm like, well, what if, you know, Radu would fit really well into subs into horror legends? Like, what do you think? And, you know, I actually had made the model before I even approached them. So, I, like, I put a lot, I put a lot of time into that character model just to go like, here, look at, like, I could, you know, make this for you guys. You want to do that? You know, you know, let them talk about it, and they got back to us, and it happened. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's kind of up to them, but like, I think it's our passion for these, their characters Mm -hmm. and they can see it. And, uh, that's kind of how it happened. Sounds like as soon as you got face to face with them, they're like, oh man, yeah, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) You just needed your charms face to face. Like, look, look what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, It's pretty much been you pushing to make this happen and hoping that they're going to just say, yeah, yeah, cool. We're we're all right with that. Yeah, just uh, probably what they can and can't say. Yeah. I'm, okay. <laughs> we we were we definitely we definitely were persistent in you know reaching out to them and you know 
being really excited about the prospect of making these two uh, characters, uh, two properties come to life in game form. And I think they appreciated that. Uh, and that gave us the opportunity. They, 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 they gave us the opportunity to do so. So very thankful for that. And, you know, when I could tell, they're very happy with how everything is going so far. So yeah. in <laughs> regards to getting Radu into Horror Legends, how did you secure Anders Ho for the voice? Because that was even equally impressive to me. <laughs> um, was that their idea or did you did you ask or i persisted on that as well i was persisted. like we, we gotta have anders uh, uh honest yeah. be the the voice you know, like you know uh that's that's gotta be him like he's he's radu no one's ever played mm-hmm. no one else has ever played the character uh and um i'm so glad we we took that chance and reached out yeah i th- uh what really helps i think is uh you know charlie is you know i think close friends with ted nicolau and ted nicolau is close friends with anna so i was able to reach out through them you know and uh what was really cool about the recording experience with honest was that ted nicolau was there directing honest like he was in a subspecies movie and it was mm-hmm. like it was really really cool like as well as authentic as you can get with radu is like not only was it the actor, but the director was going like, you should try saying it like this next time. You know, this take, try it saying it like this again. Or it was like, whoa, hey, there's little details I probably wouldn't have known to, you know, get honest to do. So, super thankful for Ted Nicolau just to like be there and like direct. And they were like getting excited about Subspecies Five during the recording. It was super cool. Yeah. <laughs> so. Get yeah. to sit in on that. Yeah. <laughs> honest, it was really fun. fun. It honest was so literally. fun. And, like, Honest is such a calm, he was such a nice, soft spoken person. And then he just turned on to Radu. And it was like, oh, whoa, I'm on the phone with a vampire. This is crazy. You <laughs> he, know, so. he knocked it out of the park with the with his voice lines. Like, super impressed with, with his work. I respect his voice acting and his acting. Like, it, it was just absolutely, like, over the moon about it. Just so, just I'm so excited. I just want to try this I out. Know, I can see it in your eyes. You're like, I want to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think what's really, I think what's really great too is like the way the voice lines are in our game. Like you basically, if you're when you're playing as a legend, you press the middle mouse button and you can taunt and say a voice line while you're chasing someone. And so it really, like, especially when you're playing Radu. <laughs> You can just like really live your best vampire <laughs> fantasy, and it, the voice lines just make it, you know, so much sweeter. Um, yeah, our game has a lot of voice work in it. Uh, all the all our cast members are fully voiced with voice wheel, have personality. Our legends, a lot of our legends have voice lines as well, and they talk. They say mean things to you while you run away from them. It's it's awesome. <laughs> so I think that makes us like I think that's just like really cool feature that I, I just love about our game. Oh, that sounds can, fun. Yeah. So players mean. love to taunt each other. Oh yeah. Right. You know, so I do it at stuff. Mm-hmm. And the um the the ca- the so uh, the survivors in our game are called cast, and they also have their own unique voice lines. They have a little bit uh, more. Um, options for using their voice lines so you can like you know tell people to follow you or you can you know um, uh, interact with NPCs interact with NPCs you can give positive voice lines you can give negative voice lines and um, all the cast have these sort of like unique 
characters that are sort of like built around the lore that kind of Drake has envisioned for, you know, the game. Um, and a lot of our community has really fallen in love with a lot of the, um, just like the difference in characters between the cast and their voice lines. And um, so that's been really neat to see. And Aww. yeah. Little nuggets of lore, future comic books are sprinkled into the voice lines. I know where it, I know where the story's going, so I like you know I can introduce little elements here and there, in the map design and in the character design, and then their voice lines and unlockable skins are all there could all be little hints to what could happen to the character in the in the comic. Whenever I get around to finishing it, you know, making a video game takes up all my time. So, right, yeah. is that something you've ever uh, thought about getting? Uh, published in paper paperback uh i actually have uh oh the horror legends comic book i well i've published it on uh a comicsology you can look at horror ah, legends okay. comic it's on there it's a digital thing you can buy and i also printed mm-hmm. it and i sell them at conventions as a little like like a yeah, collectible item well. it has an art book in the back it's got a little article about the game and like uh, an extra comic book I, I illustrated that's not related to Horde Legends, but it's just in there because where else could it go? <laughs> so it's just like this little neat collectible thing that I print, and I when I go to conventions, I you know I have it there, uh, and I you know I would love to make more of them, yeah, yeah, and hopefully maybe publish them at some point, you know, on a larger scale. But you know, it's time only time will tell if I can ever. Well, when you get that clone ready, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> you know. Busting them out. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to circle back around to Puppet Master for uh, a moment since we were talking about that earlier. And you'd mentioned that it had been in production for some time. Is this also a PvP multiplayer game, kind of like Horror Legends, or is it uh, different in some aspects? Um, without getting into the nitty gritty of the game mechanics just yet, uh, okay. it, it's the they're kind of sister projects, you know, like uh, Horror Legends was definitely, you know, was in my head first and then like the uh, the idea for puppet master came around i think when we f- uh first started like we first like talked to full moon and like i think the i like a friend of mine like was like what, would you guys be interested in a game or something like that and i think they were they seemed receptive to that and my brain exploded and i was like whoa let's uh <laughs> let's see here and i just started like making horror legends but puppet master and it's like an inverse of horror legends it is multiplayer uh, but you know we're we're very open to idea of co-op as well and single okay. like a like a solo experience. But um, mm-hmm. uh, but the core idea, the original idea, was three puppets versus a Nazi in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're running around what? as the you know that the guy in the black trench coat from Puppet Master One that broke into Andrew Toulon's room at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very you know deep cut character you know he's yeah but uh it's it, it just kind of fit perfectly because that's exactly how the movie starts is these you know this the nazi is like trying to find andrew Tillon and the puppets have to like protect him and keep the you know, you know keep his like formula and like his secret safe from the nazis that's a big part of the story of puppet master so it's like well it's got to be like that you know like so you have like this one player i guess the play is like this like agent secret agent from you know uh a uh, Nazi secret agent, and he's roaming the hotel looking for Andrew Talon's artifacts. And then the puppet players, you know, they get to you know, be a handful of puppet players, and they get to pick from the roster of all the characters from Puppet Master and jump in and try to stop this Nazi uh, from, you know, finding, discovering Andrew Talon's secret of reanimation. Uh, and uh, 
uh, once the idea. yeah, it's it's it's. I love that. <laughs> and we, we want to introduce more characters from the series other than just that character, that one guy. But it's a, I felt like mm-hmm. a good place to start. Yeah. Um, like yeah. uh, definitely want to bring in more characters from the movies and um, more more of the human characters. That is, uh, definitely want to do every puppet, every make every puppet I can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Uh, Yes, the general gist. And of course, we have a uh, planned mode with involving the totems from Puppet Master 4 and 5. Nice. There might be another deep cut for some fans, but I think uh, they, they're in two of the sequels. So mm-hmm. they, they kind of deserve their own game mode, and it'd be like, you know, uh, a team of evil little demons versus a team of evil puppets fighting each other over this secret of reanimation as well, which is very much the plot of four and five. So each, if we want to expand to other game modes, other than just the asymmetrical mode, it'd be, it's definitely going to be more like free flowing as far as the different game modes. We're not going to be locked into one thing because puppet master is kind of a versatile franchise where it's not just, you know, that one type of, I think one game mode wouldn't do it the series of justice. Right. So that sounds on brand to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the episodic route. Yeah. So since you're uh, looking to hopefully expand uh, characters, puppets, I have to ask, are you going to be able to use or are you using the famous score that the movies are known for? Uh, we, we use the theme in the trailer. <laughs> uh, Nick, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, sure. Um, I think uh, without getting into too much details, um, you know, we have uh, the well. Maybe Drake, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we have the we have the rights to the music, correct? We can or, use the music. Yes, we can use oh. the music. So, so, so we we want to portray the series as you know i think as accurately and um and how how it will best uh, make the fans feel um and so i think the chances that we do use it are pretty high um good. nick is um, a really good composer and i would it would be a a really big missed opportunity if we didn't have some original puppet master music from from nick in the game for sure yeah uh, so yeah there's probably a chance that i might write some new music for the game as well that would be you know themed around puppet master as like a reorchestration um a recomposition but we certainly would also that, that's still something that we're sort of navigating um, we haven't really gotten to that level of like you know um as far as like what we're gonna do specifically with the music um but it's the puppet master theme is bound to be in the game for sure and there probably be some you know original themes from me as well and and i'll do my best to make the puppet master fans proud i have no doubt you'll do fine i know that 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 score or, or at least the main theme that richard band composed was so iconic that not to have it in there would be almost it would feel uh, like it's missing just that small little piece but having an original score i think would also kind of uh, elevate it as well so i think that's a that would be a very smart move on your part yeah, to do it that way we'll be absolutely. tasteful on, on implementing an original and uh um new 
music, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we want to be, we, obviously we're, we're probably going to be using the, the, the theme song of Puppet Master in the game at some point. We're, it's all really hard for us to say for sure at this point because we're, we're still think talking still about that stuff, things, yeah. but like we, we, you know, I love the score, you know, yeah. uh, uh, and the fan, like just hearing the, the score kick in during the trailer to our character models and our environments is just like, like, it's like, Oh, it's just, it's like real. It feels, it feels like it's really happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So like we, you know, we'll, we'll we won't let you guys down. <laughs> I think, I think, I think something that you touched on earlier too, um, when you, you were saying how, how you felt that the puppet master theme was was just so iconic to the films and how it how it just makes you feel like from a musical standpoint like that that score is just is so good to me like it really captures the thematic elements of the puppets and mm-hmm. something that i think a really good theme does is that like you can hear the theme but the characters might not even be on the screen but it makes you think about them anyways because the theme is it is uh, portraying the characters so well and just the over the the whole picture of what the puppet master series is about um so there is there is not nothing but good things i could say about that theme um it just is an amazing piece of music i mean i'll be honest with you if you just threw it in on the title screen i would be i'd be good everything else can be original i could care just give it to me on the title to get me started and i'm golden well we have a lot of game mechanics tied to music and horror legends so it's like you know uh we we might need to like make something custom just for like a mechanic or something Mm. like that so there's there's stuff like that that's that we aren't really sure about yet but uh We'll definitely, uh, you know, make sure it's authentic to the movies. It feels like the movies. It feels like you're in the movie. Like big part of horror legends is you want you to feel like you're in a horror movie. And with Puppet Master, we want you to feel like you're in a Puppet Master movie. We want you to feel like you're almost making your own. So while you play the game. Well, to kind of hop back just a little bit to horror legends about the music because we really didn't touch on that. Nicholas, were there any kind of uh, inspirations you had for the score for that game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was, uh, you know, really getting to know the lore of each character. You know, um, the main theme was um, sort of like the idea for that is sort of taking every single character in the game and writing a theme that relates to every character, including the cast members. And so that was sort of how I wrote the main theme. But then um, every legend has its own theme. So the theme music is playing while you're playing the legend and then we also have this other mechanic in the game when you're playing as the cast and uh, basically there's a um, there we have this something called fear damage and when you get to 100 fear damage you're revealed through the walls to the to the killer to our, to the legend um, and when you're revealed to the legend uh, their fear music plays for the cast uh, so it's a sort of like a variation of the uh, theme or potentially the climax of their theme song that plays for the cast as they're getting chased. Because quite often when you're revealed, you're getting chased. And um, something that is, uh, you know, we talked a lot about as far as design. I don't, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. which is, a, you know, sure. another, you know, yeah. horror game. But like what they do in their game 
as far as like music and um, you know stuff, they have a terror radius that's on the legend. So if you're just near, if the legend's just near, or the, if the killer's near you, you start to hear their music. And we didn't yeah, really like, and a heartbeat too, I think. With right. Them, and so we, yeah. we we sort of took an opposite approach to that. We uh, and while still also captivating a uh, a very thrilling and intense you know situation. So like you know when the terror radius is near you you kind of like you have your wits about you're like looking around and stuff but in our game uh you don't have that experience it's more based upon your what your fear level's at and you can reduce your fear level by going to light sources and stuff um to reduce your fear um but it's not until that you're like fully revealed um that you hear the the um the actual main fear theme kick in um and you have before that you have the the fear themes they like build up to the main fear theme so that'll play like a softer version of it and as you get more and more fear it'll start to get more intense and then um it'll once you're fully revealed it, it'll play their their um uh the main fear theme but then i guess like to focus more on your question um getting the themes for the characters was you know one of my biggest priorities and just really understanding like the lore behind them and how they played for example um one this was the most recent song i wrote for the game which was the legend edith in the game and she's like mm -hmm. a uh, demonic um slow moving legend that teleports around and stalks her prey by you know teleporting near you unsuspectingly and she has these clones on the map that look exactly like her so you kind of don't know which one's real and since her movements were so slow, I wrote a really slow piece that really tried to captivate the um, the dread of her gameplay and her just like uh, just her ominous presence. This that could be around any corner. Um, and there's you know so much to it, but I think that's a little taste as far as like you know um, how some of the music. Uh, and some of the inspiration was derived from. So it's it's pretty much finding a voice through music to reflect those characters proper in the right way. Which, I mean, that also, that sounds like, like to create that feeling you should yeah. have in that moment. Yeah. I think I think uh, it's a little bit akin to you know the puppet master theme. Like you want players to think of those characters when they're not looking on the screen. I always use. Like Star Wars is the best example, like the Darth Vader theme. You, you hear mm -hmm. the Darth Vader theme and he's not on the screen, you know he's around somewhere, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. That's like yeah. one of the most iconic, best themes that, you know, really sells the character. And, um, and so it's just thinking a lot about the character's lore and how they work, but also how they operate in the game. Um, are they like a fast moving legend that like is very chaotic? and um and is very ruthless or are they more slow moving and foreboding and terrifying in some other way and all of those elements are sort of taken into consideration as far as like how fast the tempo of the the music is and you know what maybe types of rhythms i might decide to use and um uh what instruments i might uh, uh, one one um uh, for example, like one really easy way to describe this is like Punky's theme. Uh, you know, he's this pumpkin head monster. And when you think of like Halloween, 
there's a there's an instrument called a theremin that you kind of like always attribute to um, sort of like Halloween spooky time, and mm. uh, in Punky's theme, there's a lot of the theremin use in in his theme, um, and and so it's not it's it's even about the specific instruments I chose for each you know character like uh, feeling like and for example like Corey there's a killer doll in our game and I used a lot of like um, bell bell sounds like children sounding piano sounds for, oh, no. for <laughs> this stuff just is always the creepiest <laughs> so yeah oh. hopefully that gives a pretty good window into some of the some of the process there so I've got about two more questions for you. Lace. I don't know if you've got anything else. Uh, but I figured I would organically jump in since I knew I wasn't as familiar with all of the horror icons, and Great. I apologize. No I problem. figured I was just dressing on this one. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I mean, you've chimed Although in. I am, I am, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm definitely interested in this, though. Like, I've, I've just been staring at the, the, the art design and everything. Like, I really love the art design in the game. I just mm. love the colors and how it pops and... I'm just scared to jump in there because I'm a wuss when it comes to scary games. Someone's <laughs> chasing me. I'll probably just stop moving and be like, all right, fine, take it. Well, you know, you know what the best thing to do about how to overcome your fears, right? Just do it? Face just it. Die. Yeah, you got to do it. Just, just take, find a baseball bat and hit it in the head. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Like we were talking before, I just need to jump in and just be, go kill, go well, kill, where I feel like I'm maybe not. Well, hey, not as, a, not as a plug for our game, but there is a free version of our game you could try. No risk to you. It's true. So mm-hmm. Honestly, I have downloaded the demo and looked at it several times. Okay. And I'm like, uh, I, uh, uh, maybe I'll do it during the daylight. It, like, <laughs> we'll just have to. We'll, we'll do it together. We'll do it together. I'll hold your hand. Make sure you're <laughs> That'll safe. That'll work. I yeah. can watch horror and all that all day long. As soon as I'm in control, I don't know what it is, man. It's spooky season. Something you got switches off. You got to get in the the mood for jack o' lanterns and you it's know true. Halloween werewolves and stuff. It's it's perfect time of year. So one out of my last two questions that I have, uh, since you are playing with Puppet Master, you, you're playing with uh, uh, Radu. Uh, I remember we were talking about Video Zone earlier, and I remember—I don't know if you remember this or not—because this was the biggest tease that never came about. And I think it was after Puppet Master 3's, or it was in Puppet Master 3's Video Zone, was the promise of Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys, and then never got it, or at least a proper one. Um, we have the sci-fi other... channel, yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not counting that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Demonic Toys, Dollman, any of these characters, something you guys have thought about uh, maybe hopefully getting your hands on too? I mean, I can't say anything definitive, oh. but, you okay. know, I'm a huge Full Moon fan. Like, mm-hmm. well, I like more than just Puppet Master. You know, I watched Demonic Toys this morning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've been doing nice. my horror movie Silver a day breakfast. for October, you know, yeah. and I picked Demonic Toys today because of the podcast. I was like, oh, we're talking about some full moon stuff. You know, we watched yeah. some full moon. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, anything's possible. Okay. We'll have to wait and we'll, see. Guess we'll you'll just have to follow their socials and get in their Discord. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you'd be apprised of all the new stuff. I mean, if if... Dollman or Jack Death happens to show up, maybe possibly, 
Uh, all I can hope for is Tim Thomerson's right there with him. You know, that would be a chef's kiss to that. That would be the way to go. Mm-hmm. Lastly, uh, I heard, uh, I, I like to lurk in the Discord. <laughs> I saw I someone. a major lurker. <laughs> <laughs> lurk away. I, I saw someone <laughs> mention that uh, your game, uh, the Puppet Master game, was actually seen in Baby Oopsie. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a little stealth announcement in Baby Oopsie. So over the summer, Full Moon released a, uh, a movie, a uh, spinoff movie to Demonic Toys starring the lead toy baby oopsie daisy uh and uh our puppet master game makes a guest appearance uh in some uh on like kids playing a video game and uh you know you see our you see a couple of shots of our game shots that aren't in the trailer uh you know and um baby oopsie kills him while he's playing puppet (laughs) master and it's delightful i'm so happy that it made it in there (laughs) Um, but it's very reminiscent of Demonic Toys 1 where, you know, the, the security guard was watching Puppet Master 2 on mm, his yeah. TV. So it's kind of like, it's kind of a callback to that while also kind of doing like a stealth announcement like, hey, there's a Puppet Master game. And I, at the time, people would ask in the Discord like, hey, what is this you guys? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we'll <laughs> tell you in September, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if it is. And then, you know, we were able to actually announce it, so. Uh, but yeah, it was super cool. That was that was us. Yep. Well, kind of piggybacking off of that just a little bit, you know, seeing as how you've got all this lore for a character like Punky and, and you're hanging out with Full Moon somewhat, you know, talking to him. I mean, how awesome would it be if there was a Punky movie, <laughs> you know, Full Moon produced, Charles Band directed? Why not? Uh, you know, uh, that would be, you know, if you thought comics were hard. <laughs> I would need to Voltron myself, Voltron myself, to make a movie at this stage with the game in the production right now. Uh, I mean, you, you've got the ideas, you've got a score, you know, you've got a composer right there. So, I oh mean, yeah, for sure. It you sounds know, like you're you're getting it done. I mean, it could happen. You know, it, it, we're taking it, you know, step at a time, working on the game right now. You know, uh, you know, we got Puppet Master right, you know, coming up next, and uh, you know, what happens after that? You know, who knows? But, you know, I have thought about making, you know, movies for these characters. You know, that's the inspiration was from film. And I was like, well, let's bring it back to film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for our, when we announced our legend Killer Keith, uh, uh, we did a little short little live action segment for his announcement. And we got a guy dressed as, dressed as Killer Keith. He stabs me in the head with a knife and drags me away, and you know, there's we did our own little slasher flick in like three minutes. Interactive movie. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, go, so go back Netflix. Definitely thought about it. You know, I'm hoping that maybe in a couple of years, once everything kind of gets all uh, straightened away, maybe maybe I'll see a trailer that says Punky the movie or. Whatever it is coming from Full Moon Features, that'd be a delight. (laughs) That would be really fun. It just had that moment to yourself where you're like, I knew them when. I knew it. (laughs) Well, guys, that's all I've got for you today. Uh, I really thank you and appreciate you coming and talking horror movies and your games. And uh, for anybody who might be interested in this, I'm going to put links down below to the games. Go check them out. Trailers, everything will be down below. Awesome. Just got released, y'all. September 24th. Full release. Go play. Go play. Don't be like me and be too scared. <laughs> yeah, thank okay. you guys. Thank you guys for having us on. It has been a blast. 
Yeah, yeah really absolutely. Appreciate, really appreciate uh, the questions, and it's been super awesome. Well, maybe we can get you back on once uh, Puppet Master is finally done and released, and we can talk about that some more because I can I'll talk about Puppet Master all day. Oh, yes, so could I. I'll give her plenty I'll of time. <laughs> yeah, sounds on great. All the stuff I should have been watching when I was 10, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> But again, guys, it's been uh, an absolute blast talking to you guys. And uh, well, before we'll... we let them go, where should we have the folks follow you, fine humans, to keep up to date? We have a Twitter account at uh, at October Games. We have a Instagram, uh, which is October Games Studio uh, on Instagram, and um, we have a Facebook account, which is I think it's just uh, October Games. You just look up October Games, and you'll find us on uh, Facebook. Our website, OctoberGames.com, has a link to our Discord. Open invite to anyone. Anyone's welcome. Um, And uh, you can find our game, Horror Legends, on Steam right now. Uh, And uh, our subspecies DLC is available also uh, Mm -hmm. on Steam. So check us out there. We have a free demo for Horror Legends, like Nick had mentioned. Uh, It allows you to play as one cast member and one legend for free. Uh, You know, when you play on any map, it works with anyone that has the full version. So if you bought the game, you're like, well, you know, maybe my brother can play with me. And like, you you know, get your brother to play. You can download the free version, you know. Uh, And yeah, and and maybe he'll get into it and want to buy the game too. (laughs) Uh, uh, everything, you know, everything goes right back to, to our development for Puppet Master and Horror Legends and the future of October Games. So any, you know, support is very welcome and we thank you for it immensely. <laughs> Absolutely. We love indie yeah. games. We love indie game developers and anything we can do to, to get your name out there. That's what sure. we're going to do. Thank you so Just much. Thank you, sir. I'm telling you, man. Great stuff out there. Perfect. <laughs> thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great Easter day. What about them? What about those guys, huh? Freaking lovely. I'm telling you, we meet some of the most lovely people. I learned. I learned, and I should have asked while we were talking. I guess in my head, I was just like, nah. I don't know. Uh, I guess I've been saying the actor's name wrong who plays the vampire because I'm sitting there looking at it saying Anders Hove. And they're sitting there saying something like honest. And I'm like, Am I, have, I, what, have I been saying this wrong this whole time? Because I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a bumpkin. They've met the guy. So I'm sure they know exactly how <laughs> to say it. Hopefully you would know better than I have unless he's never corrected you. Well, <laughs> so I just, you know, I'll take their word for it. They know yeah. better than I. They've met the man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey, I learned something. So, um, that, excellent. Well, that's our show thank you all for sticking around for this i hope you enjoyed it they're lovely make sure you go check out all of their their socials and keep an eye on the game and go play some spoopies remember you got that demo too uh but yeah then you could just hit us up sometime on twitter at super mega crash or just send an email to super mega crash at gmail.com you can find us on instagram to view the weekly icon art that steven puts his time and love into and you could support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions you could tell your friends to find the pencil and paper podcast network or just search super mega crash brothers turbo wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and even going to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions thank you so much for listening i'm lacia finley 
I'm Stephen White, and I should have said this up top. Uh, if you haven't already, go check out uh, Podcasters Assemble this week. Oh, yes. Where they talk about Ghostbusters 2. Plus, go check out Journey into Fandom, which I was uh, happy to guest spot on, where we just talk about the, the fandoms, random fandoms of things. And I was talking about, obviously, video games and how good and bad it can be. But, yeah, go check those out. Journey into Fandom. Steven's everywhere. And Casters Assemble. And even a new Cinema Salsa last week, too. There you go. See? See? Get them dulcet tones from Steven. In four different ways now. That's right. Mm. But uh, while you're listening to those podcasts, until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.